Books are the long-standing foundation of Amazon's e-commerce retailing experience. And last fall, ahead of the holiday shopping season, Amazon moved beyond one-click shopping and opened its first brick-and-mortar bookstore in Seattle. This week, signs pointed to many more such physical storefronts to follow. Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. The news rolled in like a tidal wave on Tuesday and dumped Barnes & Noble shares to a 52-week low. For our own weekly Friday look at the book business, Jim Milliot, Publishers Weekly Editorial Director, joins me now with more. And Welcome back to Beyond the Book, Jim Milliot. Nice to be back, Chris. Well, this has been a busy week for you. You've been covering the Amazon book story or the story that was and then wasn't. And like a tsunami, the news rushed in and then it rolled back soon afterward. Where are we now? Uh, I think we're somewhere in the middle. Uh, it, you know, as anything has to do with Amazon, it's a little hard to determine what's fiction and what's fact and what's uh, wild speculation and what might will be closer to the mark. Um, what we do know is, as, as you mentioned, the head of one of the largest mall operators in the country mentioned in a conference call on his own company's results that it was his understanding that Amazon was looking to open 300 to 400 bookstores. And he was doing this in the context of explaining why Physical retail is still important in this age of more people buying online. And, you know, and this, and this obviously is the business <laughs> his company is in, is operating physical stores. So the Wall Street Journal had some reporter listening to this. And so they posted the story online, exactly quoting what he said about the three to 400 stores. And all hell broke loose. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Jim, it must have made life pretty miserable for some PR people in Seattle uh, because I'm. I'm sure that was not how they would have had this come out. Right. And, well, you know, Amazon has, you know, pretty much uh, a strict policy on not commenting on much, and they certainly weren't commenting on this. But the interesting thing was, you know, I reached out to General Growth right away and said, the gentleman made this uh, comment Tuesday morning, and the journal story didn't really come out till later in the afternoon. So we emailed Get in contact with General Growth and asked, are they standing by his comments? How did he know this? Can he elaborate it in any way? And they sent back something saying, um, no, we're not saying anything beyond the statement he made this morning. So you go with that, then you run your stories, and almost every media outlet in the country had something on Amazon's plans for 400 stores. And then the next day, uh, after the market closed, General Growth issued this very terse comment saying, uh, yesterday, the CEO's comments really weren't meant to say that we knew what Amazon's plans were. So um, then what do you do? Well, it turns out that we learned about that the exact same moments that we found that Amazon had posted openings for five book selling positions in San Diego, La Jolla area. Um, it's not 400 stores, but it looks like they have at least one more on the drawing board. Well, it's all quite interesting, Jim. And, and I guess really what caught people's eye wasn't so much that they were opening another bookstore, as you now have evidence that they may do that down in the San Diego area. But the number, I think, the 400 figure really wowed people. And, and that would almost bring back from the dead the competitor to Barnes & Noble uh, that is now no longer Borders. Uh, and, and needless to say, 
all of this has had an impact, as I mentioned, not only on Barnes & Noble stock, but it really must get people thinking about the future of the book business. We've had a week of speculation, so I'm going to ask you to speculate. What, what does all this mean? Could they really unravel 400 bookstores anytime soon? Are we going to see something on a lot lower scale and therefore having very little impact? I think it's pretty much generally believed that it's going to be on a limited scale. To do 400, even 300 would take a number of years. But I think there's a sense within the industry that they could open in, in major markets. Obviously, you know, the San Diego area is, is probably is a good place to start. And the feeling is that, again, you know, a couple dozen they could get going this year if, if that's what they wanted. So, People are really very intrigued by the whole thing. I do think there's definitely where there's smoke, there's fire in this a little bit. Because, I mean, when we had interviewed uh, the book manager of um, the, the Amazon Books in Seattle, and she said at the time, well, she hoped that they would open more stores. So I do think there was always a belief that if Seattle worked out at all, that they would roll out. A model. And one of the, the guys in the industry we're talking about said, look, once they get the store model down to what they want, it would not be hard for them to go to a dozen or, you know, maybe a few more, a couple dozen mall operators uh, around the country and say, hey, this is what we want to do. Because I'm sure every mall operator in the country will say, Come on board. Well, absolutely. And one of the things we know about Amazon is that they are willing to invest. They're willing to spend money to get market share to grow the business. They're not worried about profit. They're worried about growing the business and footprint. And and one imagines, I think, that if they really committed to it, they probably could get in quite a few stores very quickly. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But you know, again, talking to some publishers over the last few days, there's a bit of a divide about this. Would this be good for publishers in general? I mean, as one uh, publisher said that, you know, if this was Barnes & Noble or Books A Million or an independent chain saying, hey, we're going to open 400 outlets, uh, we would be jumping for joy. But the fact that it's Amazon, which already is by far the largest bookseller in the country, I mean, there there is some pause for concern. Absolutely. And I guess a question that I would have as a publisher is, what does Amazon know about the book business that we don't know? And it may be that just as on the online side of things for the physical stores, the books are just the foot in the door that they would eventually be much more than just about books. Right. And as you know, a lot of people know that the Seattle store, you know, does feature books, but they do sell their other devices. So I, even, you know, some of the publishers we're talking to, they're like, wow. What they want to sell books when they have all those other products, especially the devices, which we know, you know, selling the devices, the Kindles of the world is top of mind at Amazon because that's how they power everything. I mean, that's how people buy everything from books to toilet paper. Absolutely. And, you know, you published in your report on the job opening, the job description for the San Diego area, uh, what the particulars were, what they were looking for. And it intrigued me that they were looking for what you'd expect, somebody with maybe an English major or, or literature major background. But uh, this is uh, real physical labor. This is not the online stuff. 
So you have to be able to lift 50 pounds. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting. That yeah, you know, you have to you have to really roll up your sleeves if you want to work there. And like my own reaction might have been the same as yours when I saw, hey, a job for English lit majors. <laughs> Finally. Well, well, Jim, it has been an interesting week, uh, not only for Amazon, but for down the West Coast in Hollywood. We're looking towards Oscar seasons uh, 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 later this month. We've already had some of the awards come through. What does all of this mean to the bookstore? It's long tradition for Hollywood to sort of reach over to New York to, to get the next great movie. They've done that before. And where do they stand coming into the 2016 award season? Well, um, you know, we're doing a little tabulation for, for Monday's issue. And, you know, six of the eight films that are nominated for Best Pictures were based on books. And as, as you alluded to before, this is not unusual. But, I mean, the number, and the number fluctuates. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a year that some Best Picture nominee hasn't come from, from the book world. But, you know, six out of eight is a pretty good um, ratio. So, I mean, number one, in terms of books that have the most nominations is The Revenant. Of course, that's uh, DiCaprio's film. I think it has 12 nominations, and that did come from a book um, by Michael Punk uh, that was published a number of years ago. And of course, you know, one of the, the hotter films of the year also famously has come from a book, an audio book, and that's The Martian. And we might have talked about this a little bit on the show once before that The Martian was actually an audiobook first before it made its way into, uh, into print. And the audiobook has done very well. And then, you know, we have some others, you know, going down the room uh, is from a book, The Big Short, of course, that's got a lot of, uh, a lot of attention for maybe coming in as a winner. Um, Brooklyn. Uh, they come from a book as well, and Steve Jobs, uh, what came from a tie from by Walter Isaacson. So it's 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 a good season for this for for the books in the film world, and of course, um, Chris, as you know, <laughs> there's nothing that helps a book sales more than uh, a big movie. Absolutely, and you know what I'm intrigued by is that uh, there's a, a, a indication that that nonfiction uh, has some potential for success in Hollywood. You mentioned uh, The Big Short, uh, that certainly is is uh, intriguing. I think we don't always have to rely on fantasy and and action movies. We can get our movies uh, from something a lot more grounded in reality. Right. Yeah, I think that's you know, that's a great observation that, you know, um, books provide all sorts of material. And you know, I, last year, I don't think really play in the um, Oscar pool, but um, American Sniper, um, you know, was a, a huge movie, at least in terms of gross. And it was one of the number one titles in print as well. So uh, there's uh, always a tie between uh, New York and Hollywood. Absolutely. Well, uh, our tie today is between New York and Santa Fe, where I'm talking to you from the annual Pub West Conference. It's been a pleasure having you join us today and beyond the book, uh, Jim Milliot there in New York. Jim Milliot, Editorial Director of Publishers Weekly. Thanks for joining us today on Beyond the Book. Uh, always fun, Chris. Thank you. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global rights licensing technology and content workflow organization. At CCC, we serve more than 35,000 customers and 15,000 copyright holders worldwide. You can follow Beyond the Book on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to the free podcast series on iTunes or at our website, beyondthebook.com.
Our engineer and co-producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book.